What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Deal Fishing Podcast. My name's Kevin. I'm Mike. My dog is snoring in the background. Fair warning. More unnecessary knowledge from Michael Marillo. I got welcome. it all. <laughs> I'm ready for you tonight, Kevin. I hear you, man. Well, we skipped last week. Uh, we started school, and uh, it's been yeah. um, it's been not. I mean, it's not bad, but it's been definitely filling up my days and even into the evenings with sports, football, volleyball, cross country, ladies tennis. You know, I support all the kids, so I'm out there taking pictures and posting to social media. So we apologize for not having a show last week, but uh, that just makes the anticipation better. You're waiting for that droplet from the teat of the of the uh, the podcast that is the fishing. Anyway, I'm going too far. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. I don't know. I didn't either. I was just <laughs> shooting from the hip. Anyway, y'all, we appreciate you uh, listening. We had a we had a special guest coming up here in a minute, and uh, we hope you enjoy what we have prepared for you tonight. Or in this podcast, it's night for us right now. But whenever you're listening to it, we appreciate it. Share the podcast out with your friends and family, your doctors and lawyers and nurses and nieces and uncles and aunts and all of them, your teacher, your preacher, um, and then also check out. The uh, our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel called the Real Deal Fishing Podcast, where you can actually see us doing what we're doing now. We're recording this live, believe it or not, on the Palmetto Cats YouTube channel, but it's only live to our membership. So uh, if you want to come in and participate in chat and uh, give us questions to ask our guests, or you know, just uh, add to the chat, come on in, join. I think it's four ninety nine a month. And uh, you can join the other. Get you also get some other benefits. Not only that, but Mike Marillo has his own channel. It's called Marillo's Family Fishing, and you'll get to see tales of Lauren and Leah and Mike and and family fishing from the bank, doing live streams, doing random questions in the car rider line, Mike. Which we haven't had an episode in a while. We need a new one. Thank you for reminding me. I need to do that. I need to it's, do that. And, and school year and on our begun. YouTube channel, we hit 101 Did on the we? Real Deal all podcast. Right. We were at 96 last I checked, so that's good. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you all, those of you who subscribe. Uh, and then our guest uh, is going to be uh, Art Henderson from the Real Deal. No, from the <laughs> One Ton Fishing Club, not from the Real Deal. But, that's right. Uh, his his uh, link will be in the description of the YouTube video on the youtube channel unfortunately not on the podcast but anyway that's that anything else i forgot to announce there mike um there's merch if anybody's looking for yep. a, a nice looking hat mm-hmm. not shirts, hats we don't have hats yet but we have you do shirts you have one of the best looking hats out there yeah but i'm i'm out of them man I, you're out of hats oh yeah no. you know i haven't made that commitment to purchase you can you know because you have to buy a, a bunch of them at one time yeah and uh, old Kevy Kev doesn't have $400 to drop at this moment. But anyway, we do have Real Deal Fishing Podcast shirts, mugs, and stickers, and and then Palmetto Cats merch. We need to get some Marillo's Family Fishing. You know, I just thought about that. We need to put you some merch up on there, Mike, for the Marillo Family Fishing. We'll talk about that. I've been thinking about that, too, and I, I told Trish. I was like, hey, you're the artist in the family. Not, not to put mm-hmm. any pressure or assign you another job, mm-hmm. but... I was like, hello. It's like, I, I just want, I have the perfect 
logo in my head too, but I can't do what are you it. Waiting? I'm, I'm talentless. I, I I don't know how to do that, or well, I don't know not what true. programs would do it. That's not true, and I think all of our listeners would agree. All right, we're gonna bring up our guest. Here he comes. What's up, Art? What's up, everybody? So Art is affectionately known as Art Fart or Art Bullfrog or something like that. Where did the bullfrog come from? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and I put him. I put him on the spot, folks. So we didn't tell you have him. A frog in your throat. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was. It was from our, from one ton's early live streamings. Um, uh, I would just let her rip while we were alive, and James, James Dockery nicknamed me the Bullfrog. One of our favorite people. God bless him. <laughs> Um, so, so, so tell us about the one ton fishing club. Like, so those of you who've never seen it, it's, uh, a YouTube channel. They have, uh, over a thousand subscribers. What are you up to now? Like 1250, I believe. 1250. You could be 1251 if you go check them out, but they do a lot of live fishing, bank fishing. Um, I've even seen some boat fishing. Uh, they do a lot of weird contests like eating pizza while fishing, all kinds of crazy stuff. But it's all fun, and uh, you should go check it out, One Ton Fishing Club on YouTube. And it's you and three other fellas. Why don't you tell us kind of how that got started and who the other members are and, and uh, you know, how long you've been doing it. Sure. So it's uh, going on, man, I can't believe it's going on th almost three years, which is kind of mind-blowing. Um, so it's me, uh, myself, Uncle Josh, uh, Jared, and Kyle. And all four of us go to church together. Josh and I started, uh, we met at church first uh, before Jared and Kyle started coming there. And we, um, I mean, we had a lot of similar similarities. We were both training specialists at our jobs at that point in time. And we both like to fish, we like to eat, we like to cook. Josh is a, Josh was or is uh, or was a sous chef. He's a chef. He's a really good cook. I didn't like, know that. I didn't yeah, know that. I mean, Josh, if if you know what if it was, if it was something you did or did something, Josh was probably did it at one point in his life. <laughs> um, but yeah, Josh has got a culinary background. He's, Don't forget to tell us how the name come up because I think that kind of goes into all that. Yeah. So after we started fishing and we met Jared and we started hanging out and fishing more catfishing, and you know we we like to have fun and we just goof off while we're fishing. Like, we should start a YouTube channel. And uh, we said, let's call it Fishing and Farts. <laughs> so we did. And that's the name. That was the name of our channel originally. And um, we had some some interesting uh, subscribers at first requesting. <laughs> like, they would timestamp our, uh, our, our farts in our videos. <laughs> Man, that was a squeaker and stuff like that. Like... <laughs> So we started talking, and we're like, we we need to think of a different name for people to start taking us a little more serious. And uh, Josh was like, I mean, we're all big dudes. Why don't we just call ourselves the One Ton Fishing Club? We each weigh a quarter ton, even though we technically don't. But it sounded, it rolled off the tongue, like One Ton Fishing Club. We're like, okay, we'll do that. And uh, that's kind of how it started. And we then we um, figured out the logo. And Kevin actually helped us with our logo too. 
Um, I made it on like a t-shirt website and I just kind of clipped it out and started using it because we didn't know anything. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've just been making videos and then we found the live scene, didn't even know we could go live. Before, you know, I think we stumbled upon either it was Chunky's uh, live stream or it was uh, Catfish Weekly's. Um, I was in Catfish Weekly and I was under the one ton and I said I had said hello and he's like oh hey one ton fishing club I enjoy your videos it was Lyle and, and I was I texted the guys I was like dude they just said our name on this live YouTube show you gotta come check it out and then we're all like I'm still kind of low key addicted to yeah we're like <laughs> like little girls right <laughs> it was so cool and because we're like we're just you know just guys that like to fish we didn't think anything of it. And like he had, I guess, I know Chad was one of our early, Chad Fields from Fields of Water. He was one of our very first subscribers. Not first, but low, you know, very beginning. And he used to comment on videos and stuff. And I recognized him in the chat um, at the time I was fishing with the Chad. But I was like, wow. And then that's how we discovered the community. And we just kind of grew from there. And Kevin. Did you know, did you know that uh, fishing with the Chad started off as Wicked Whiskers? No. We there's another trivia show for you. Yeah, I was going to say it might be a trivia question. <laughs> Nobody know not too many people know about fishing and farts either about one son. Um except for those folks. <laughs> and the and the like 12 people that listen to the podcast now. Yeah. I hey, I watched the replays on YouTube. So what what else do you like to watch on YouTube, Art? Who else do you follow? Who's Fish. your favorites? My favorites? Um, I definitely am a frequent Spencer Bauer, River Certified, um, because of uh, I my like my we can't we have. <laughs> so those of you who can't see what's going on, Mike is like a super fan of Spencer Bauer. You know, I, he goes on guide trips with them all the time. And so as soon as Art said that, like, Mike's eyes lit up, started sparkling, his face turned a little bit browner. Well, Mike Mike definitely sends me all the pics from when they go fishing together. So, And he sent me a pic of Spencer holding his little tackle box with a one-ton sticker on it. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but Kyle has a cool story. Somebody that he works with watches River Certified and said, dude, uh, Spencer's got one of your stickers on his little tackle boxes, and he came up and told Kyle that while he was at work. I'm like, <laughs> that is so cool. That does make you feel special when bigger YouTubers or, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and call them celebrities in the catfishing YouTube. I think that's fair. Like, recognize smaller channels and, like, show their merch off. That means a lot. It does. It was really, and, and uh, anytime I've ever messaged him on Facebook, he answers pretty quick and, like, just doesn't leave you on red like some folks do. You know, like, he, when I caught the 92, uh, I can't say all the words on your show that he said, but he was like, <laughs> oh, I'll get to that on the Whisker Seeker site tomorrow. <laughs> like, I was stoked about it. He was just like, man, that thing is huge. And it's just like, just... To know, like, he's just another one of our peers within the catfishing uh, community. 
And really, I think that's how all those guys want to be seen, minus, you know, a few of our other people that are large. You know, there may be one or two that want all the glory and the celebrity life, but, you know, people like Spencer and and, and others, I don't want to go name names, but Spencer definitely and, and a group of those guys who are larger channels they're just regular dudes, and they just want to be treated like regular dudes, and they appreciate that you like their content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I like that you said that. And Ky- Justin Johnson, I watch him all the time, even though I – I mean, never say never, but I don't know if I'll ever fish from a cat, uh, kayak for catfish. Maybe yeah, both. Um, but what I, it surprised me about Justin, because I've heard mixed things. When I met him, I met him at CatCon, and dude's tall. Like, he's taller than me, and I'm 6'3". I was very surprised by that. I thought he was short. For some reason, I thought he was short. Um, and he remembered, like, I go in his live streams, and he oh, there's Art from One Ton Fishing Club. He remembers where I'm from and where I fish. And he, like, he remembers. I was really blown away by that. He didn't seem that tall when I met him. But, uh, you know, maybe he, was, maybe he was standing on a six-inch box or something when you met him. You know, four inch, four inch heels. I don't know, but uh, heels. <laughs> I mean, because I, I felt like I was going to be dwarfed by you, Art, when I when I met you. Because on screen, you you really look like that. You know, offensive lineman that mowed me down I when still... I played ball. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, hey, I size up pretty well, and everybody's like, you're a lot bigger than I thought you were going to be. Dude, you're tall. How tall are you, 6'5"? No, I'm like 6'1". Okay, well, I'm 6'3". No, you are not. I mean, Mike, you're like 7'3". Oh, no. I swear you're taller than me, Mike. Anyway, so... Yeah. I didn't think Justin was that tall either, but, you know. Maybe he was just... (laughs) I thought he was awesome, though. Maybe he was taller and, like, like, because he was in real life, you know. Were you sitting down, Art? No. <laughs> and tried talking to him. Were you bear hugging him and holding him above your head? And, and oh, no. you were so excited. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's 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 something I can also agree to, you know. And you know, Justin, Justin definitely is one of those guys that appreciates everybody who comes into the channel and and remembers them. And and he'll also remember you if you did him wrong too. So <laughs> Yeah. Michael Murillo. Yeah. Uh let's face it. Like you said, Kevin, some of these larger channels who put out all this amazing content, they kind of become heroes to a lot of people in the community. And I'm not saying that I have hero worship for kayak catfish, Justin Johnson, but a lot of my friends do. And one of those friends uh, had mentioned that they fish sometimes similar waters. There's a distance, but similar waters. And I don't understand the Tennessee River system. So I don't know these things. But anyway, I was like, I bet I could get him to, to pop onto your channel. And sure enough, it just happened to work out that way. I made a promise that if he clicked on the link and joined the stream, that he would get a bite. And, of course, I was unable to deliver on that promise. But they still were on live stream for the next, 
hour and a half, two hours. He learned a lot about StreamYard and everything. So I think he should forgive me. But uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to because he's got a great sense of humor. So he's going to he's gonna drag me through that mud as much as he can. I thought it was hilarious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I can't believe he knows my name now. I mean, I'm just yeah. He, I mean, he watches the he. He said he listens to the podcast and so, oh, so Art, uh, you got River Certified. You got two kayak guys, which kind of I guess I don't know. Spencer's not as much of a kayak guy anymore. Now he's got that Sea Arc. But so you got those two. Let's let's do a top three. Who who's another one? Uh I mean, there's fishing and stuff, but. I mean, because Keith's a cool dude, and he's, again, if you met him, talk to you like he's just another guy. I know Josh talks to him a lot because Josh does metalworking kind of like he does. Um, and then if So if, I'd have to, have to have a tie for third and Dieter Melhorn. Uh, I enjoy watching his stuff, um, and he remembers who we are. Like, I messaged him one night, and Tom was, li- Tom was live. I said, hey, here's a link to a channel pop in there and say hey to him it would mean a lot to him and he did it and uh <clears throat> i don't think a lot of people know uh but Dieter's the camera guy for is it nascar or espn one of the two he um, works for like a uh, a broadcasting company that farms out stuff like that by them. okay so where i live there's um a nascar track well it's an official nascar track sometimes they have events and they brought one back and Dieter was in town filming, and Josh was in line the drive-through at McDonald's, and Dieter snuck over and knocked on his window. He says, "Hey, uh, I like that sticker. Do you know who those guys are?" And Josh was like, "What?" He goes, "One Time Fisher Club. They're a good group of guys." And he goes, "Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's you know." And after he left, Josh was like, "That was Dieter Melhorn that just." <laughs> I thought that was so cool. And uh, I forget which video it is, but he did some drone footage of our one river right there. And I was like, oh, man, that's the Dan River right there where where we went live a few weeks ago when we were trying to trick people. We were on the Potomac. He did, like, some drone footage right there. So Dieter's cool, too, because I met him at Patriot James Tournament, too. You know, and he'll talk to you. Like, he's not going to – he's not too good to talk to you. Talk about another guy who's taller than you think he is. Dieter? Yep. Yeah. When I met him at Patriots tournament, I thought he was a short little fellow. And then when he walked up on me, I was like, "Oh, wow, we see eye to eye, or you're a little taller than me." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Everybody's short to me though, Kevin. short to me. Uh, okay, I'm the average height guy. You guys are monsters. Yeah, we're a little large in a good way. In a yeah. good way. Uh, a teddy bear monster. <laughs> we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> All right. So you guys have been doing YouTube for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you it, what? What's the dynamic like with? Because I, because you know, I, obviously Mike has his own channel. I have my own channel. I make all the decisions for mine. And you know, when Mike's involved, we make decisions together. But um, he makes all the decisions for his. It's kind of it's got to be uh, a little bit different managing a youtube channel with four individual personalities and and ideas and such and such and such so kind of tell me that dynamic Uh, i mean it's it's not really a i guess there is a dynamic but i mean we all get along like i mean 
there's hiccups in anything and, and disagreements in anything, but we always, our friendship always matters more to us and we work through it and, you know, we, we press on. But uh, like a typical, and we haven't posted to YouTube in forever, um, just because of our everyday lives, that you know, just being too busy, you know, thinking, you say you're too busy, but you just don't make the time for it. But anyway, um, so typically if Josh makes a video or I make Kyle or Jared, We'll upload it and we'll set it to, to unlisted and then we'll, you know, throw it out there and say, hey, guys, go check it out. Let you know what you think. Did I miss something? Am I making somebody look different? You know, that's kind of how we do it. Um, even, well, TikTok's a little different. We're dabbling. We're tiptoeing in TikTok. It's, it's just, it's fun, you know, because it's like way easier to make a 20 second video and you get a lot, a lot of exposure from it because, you know, it's a trending thing. But, um, yeah, with that, we were doing that, like, setting it to only where we could see it and previewing it. But 20 seconds, you know, like, we all trust each other with that. Just make a cool video real quick and drop it. So Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, with that being said, it's like you all have a certain set of values. You mentioned church earlier. So you mm-hmm. kind of know, like, nobody's going to go over this boundary, right? Exactly. Even when we live stream, like if Josh live streams by himself or with somebody else and all four of us aren't there or Kyle or, or myself, like we all know that, you know, we exactly, we know the boundaries. We're not going to, we're not going to go there with certain things. You know, we're, we're not going to, uh, we're passionate, but we're not going to, you know, like cuss somebody out in the chat because they came in and ruined it and just, you know, what is it called? Show your tail. <laughs> we're not going to show our butts. <laughs> We keep it keep it professional. Keep it positive. When's the chicken eating contest going to happen? Man, I don't know. We I, know were t- I know prices are on the rise. I get it, <laughs> but I was really looking forward to that. So if there's any way that we could, you know, maybe sh- shelve Wait. that or put that into the next uh, OTFC meeting, you know, just just throwing it out there. Yeah, we're we're gonna. Um, so Josh is. Uh, Josh is um uh, time out, time out. Our listeners don't know what you're talking about. What is this chicken eating contest you're talking about? You're talking about chicken wings? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was discussed as our next eat, uh eating contest. So the first one we did was tacos, and that was against all four of uh, the four of us versus each other. And then we did a pizza eating contest versus kayak Mike. All four of us versus kayak Mike. Whoever can eat pizza in uh it was an hour i think it was an hour but uh if people don't know kayak mike is like what five foot four hundred and fifteen pounds holding a brick i mean he is not uh size wise uh a comparison to the members of the otfc no because he did really well he that guy can eat he he hung with us for sure he did well. If you look at all the competitive eaters, they're they're little people. Yeah, I don't know how they stay like that. Well, they 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 train and they they only eat like that when they need to. But uh, I think somebody explained it to me is like the less fat you have on your belly, the more that your stomach can expand and stretch your skin and you know ribs and all this is. I don't know how it is, but I've never seen a competitive eater uh, a a competitive eater look like us. Yeah. Not well, anyone who's in the contention anyway. 
So there's a competitive chugger. Um, he's a big dude. What, what's his name? Uh, we'll just say his name is Chug Master Flex. I mean, that's pretty close. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it here in a second. <laughs> well, you were talking, Mike had you, and I interrupted, but you were talking about when that contest is. Kind of give us, like, is it gonna be like, I don't know, like a certain amount of wings, like all the wings you can eat, or is it like bundles of wings? Do you, no, you don't call bundles. What do you call them? I'm going to have to say it's definitely going to have to be a speed thing. Yeah, that would be easiest. And then because if you tell them they can eat all the wings that they want in like an hour, that's a lot of wings. Unless we find an all-you-can-eat wings place Mm -hmm. and do it there and talk to management first and tell them what we're doing. Or if they did like fastest 20. (coughs) That would be cool. I would be willing I would be willing, with financial support, pitch in to cook the wings that you guys eat, and I'll just keep them rolling. Dude, do numbers. I would love to make a trip back down there again too. And I cook a mean wing. You smoke them or deep fry them? Deep fry is the only way to go, man. Ooh, smoked wings is good though. Yeah, but that smoke flavor makes you sick after a while. I mean, yeah, you. <laughs> It does. I mean, you, you can only eat so much smoke, but you, you deep fry a wing, it'll feel like you're in a Chinese restaurant. Yes. I love the Chinese wings, by the way. I, I don't know that anyone in Iowa's ever said you can eat, only eat so much smoke. This must be one of those differences in our in our regions again. Or maybe it's just me, but that smoke flavor gets in my stomach and it's kind of like curdled milk. It's like, that's enough. Uh, it depends on who's cooking, honestly. Sure. Because my, my Josh's buddy, well, the, the guy that Josh works on the food truck with, his smoke flavor is not overwhelming at all. It's so like I, and he's he's really good at the pulled pork, and but I like his chicken, the boneless chicken thighs that he does. It's so good. I it's all I get when he has his when he does his sale. I won't even. You have access to a food truck. And you're wondering about where you're going to get your wings from. <laughs> I think I think well, Kevin just put this well, whole thing together. Eliminated. Let's get this. Thing. Let's go. Cool <laughs> <laughs> to even if the four of us maybe like get some other people in it. That would be cool to brainstorm. We got to see if we can get that. It'll probably have to be in another month and a half, maybe a month or two. Um. I know Josh has put it out there, but Josh's wife um, got hurt, um, and he pretty much, like, he's got to be with her all the time and help her with everything. So he's, like, that's why he's been so absent lately. Like, he hasn't even been able to go fishing. Like, dude, I'm going to go crazy. But he's doing the right thing and being there for his wife. So we, we, you know, we're not, we have no ill feelings. Like, dude, why don't you come out? You know, we understand. We totally get it. So let's talk about the business of fishing. We were kind of talking about this before the show and talking about various things, whether it's uh, affiliate codes or sponsorships or going full-time on YouTube, opening up a bait shop, whatever. Let's talk about that. So you and your boys just recently got an affiliate um, code with a company. You want to tell us about that? 
with um, Triple City Anglers. Has life fishing. It's um, let me not leave out all the, the the anglers. So it's us. Brian B has Aloff, a lot of fishing TV. Ernie, Jody, and John Parker from Real Time. So all of us um, are part make that part of that Triple City Anglers. So we have a co uh, affiliate code with them. One ton ten saves you ten percent. And we get a kickback. So, but what we're gonna do with that? And I don't think we've actually ever made it public about what we're gonna do with that. But we're either going to we'll take the money and do a giveaway with it, or turn back around and give it to Has. Has can do whatever he wants with it. Um, but yeah, we're we're in the game to to have fun and show off a product and support um, our our friends and YouTube. You know, just in the, the community, the family part of it. Because uh, it's not just the group of us; it's it's a family. I mean, it feels like it for us anyway. Um, so that's what I we. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad thing to keep your affiliate uh, stuff to make the channel better to make sure that people keep enjoying that family atmosphere. You know, because I mean, let's be honest; it costs money to go fishing. Yep. Yeah, it's not free for sure. So I and and as a person who does affiliates as well, like I. You know, a lot of people may call you a beggar or whatever, but, you know, you you make that's that's mainly why people do YouTube. Let's be honest. I mean, can we just let's just get that cat out of the bag and 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 uh, talk about the elephant in the room. If people most people, when they start up a YouTube channel, they're thinking about, hmm, I can make money off this one day. Now, will they ever get there? Maybe. Um, does it do, do they start off that way? Probably not. But after a while, when they start getting popular, they're like, hmm, I can make money. And so I never apologize for the fact that my channel brings in a teeny bit of revenue, which <laughs> helps offset offset the price of fuel, uh, tackle, all of that stuff. So uh, let's go, let's, we're just going to go ahead and get that straight for anybody listening. Like, uh, I, I don't think it's a negative thing for people to make money. Yeah. Off of YouTube and affiliate code. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if it's if it's that's their dream and goal, why not? You know, family supports families. You know, goals and achievements. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, if my wife thought about getting a, she wanted to apply for a promotion at work. Like I got her back 100 percent if that's what she wants to do. And it should be the same way in the fishing community. If, you know, if we call ourselves that, you know, it's a family. You know, we should have each other's backs, you know, especially if it's, if someone's bettering themselves, you know, to get away from their nine to five, that's more power to them. You know, why not? Why can't they, you know? <laughs> uh, now, do you, do you think that there's a certain way somebody should do it? Like they should go about it a certain way or, or is it just like one for all and I'm going to take care of me type thing? And, and Mike, you can chime in on that if you want. I I always wanted to own a bait shop. I thought that'd be cool. But I couldn't get it into my head how it is that I could keep half my family members out of it. <laughs> so, you know, like you're saying, you got to go about doing things a certain way. You know, what whether whatever it is. You know, now there's all this internet sales and 
and all the social media that can reach so many different people that that i think it would just be really hard uh and a lot of work to try to put in that much time and be extremely profitable at it and those who are giving it a shot i applaud them i'll support them however i can if if the product is uh anything that i'm interested in or could use or truly believe in i mean i just i will i will tell it like it is and and uh uh you know i'm, I'm to me it's it's a lot so it's a lot to do so art you have this uh affiliate code do you see um the the channel like seeking other opportunities like that you know is it something that eventually so i and i'll i'll help you answer this question by giving you kind of like my perspective on it you know i I've masked probably every other week. Kevin, you think you'll ever go full-time YouTube? And my answer is a quick no. Um, because in my line of work, I already have a retirement plan. I have a great job. I get paid decent. And uh, I'm 10 years out of retiring. It would be silly for me to risk it all on a fishing YouTube channel that may may not have the traction and the the um, what were we calling it? The ability, the the sustainability to last the rest of my life. So that's kind of my answer. And then once I retire, you know, the the chain is off. Maybe it's yeah. open season. Four hundred one k. Like where's that at? So no, I don't see us. Um, I mean, I think what our ultimate goal was when we started, and it could still be there. We can revisit it, just depending. We wanted it to the the monetization thing like before we started looking into it and all the legalities and blah 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 because there's four of us like you're saying offset costs like if we wanted to the four of us travel out to fish with with Morello or tra travel down and fish with you um, having that money for that to not take out of our personal our personal budgets that would have been awesome. Um, but we just chose it this time just to fish, have fun, and whatever happens, happens. You know, if we blow up on TikTok or YouTube, then, then we'll revisit it and see if it's worth it. You know, the biggest thing with us is our families are first. Um, and fishing, well, it's God, family, then fishing. You know, it's this, well, okay, maybe it's friends and then fishing. <laughs> It's okay because you're, you know, you're remembering the priorities in which order they should come in. I know Mike agrees with you and I, and I think that's smart. Like, you know, that's, that's how I'm, I started off and I still kind of feel that way. It's like, it's not like I'm blowing up or anything and I'm not making thousands of dollars. So it's like, well, it's fun. And the little bit of money that the channel brings in, it offsets, which helps me provide entertainment for people who like to watch. So, you know. It, if if that ever happens and I become a, a chunky cats on TikTok, maybe that's a, a thing I can revisit one day. But you know, I think a lot of people have already cornered the market in our in our specific species that we've chosen to do. So it's going to be tough. It'd be tough to do it full time. But the, you know, the business of fishing isn't just about YouTube. Um, you know, I, I've often 
had a dream about opening up a bait shop like Mike talked about. And there's a there's a husband and wife combo on Santee Cooper, and they own a place. They just bought Hills Landing like a little over a year ago, and they've turned they've turned the place around. I mean, it's amazing. They they've redone all of the facilities, and they have places for campers and a lot of the guys who come in and work construction, like stay at the campsite that right. full restaurant, uh, boat ramp, you know, fuel apartments or not apartments, hotel rooms, tack, like all the tackle you want. That just sounds like a dream. And they live there. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Nobody's ever thought about that. Other than my, I mean, like, have you ever really got into it? Like what would you, what you would do, what you'd focus on? Uh, Mike, Michael, you go first. <laughs> well, I I totally had thought about that years and years and years ago. A fishing resort that we would go to annually sent a letter to one of our family members saying, "Hey, we're considering selling the resort. We know that you and your family come here every year. Would you know? Would you give any consideration to?" looking into if you're interested in purchasing it and of course all of us then got the thought because it, it it became a discussion topic for the family and sadly none of us are wealthy but uh then everybody's like well what would it take or how would we do it and this and that and that's when i was thinking i was like yeah you got to have the right people in the right positions to be able to make that work and then I started thinking, heck, I should just win the lotto instead, and then I could just, you know, own it and hang out and see how it goes or whatever. And then I started having all these grand, you know, delusions of grandeur of uh, all this fun stuff. But it's great and fun to think about it, and it just really reminds me how much we all love fishing. And I, I, I still think about it quite a bit because you never know. Sometimes, sometimes you could have a winning lotto ticket. Yeah. I mean, that would be the only time I would think about something like that, probably winning a lotto ticket. So if I don't win a lotto ticket, I'm going to probably start studying the stock market more and figure out how I can invest the money because I don't want to open a business. I've never, I did it when I was younger and I didn't like it. And I've been in management in places I've worked and I didn't like being a manager either because, you know, like you can be in, in the meetings of the managers, you know, like this is what's going to happen, but you got to tell people this so they don't freak out. So to me, you're telling me to lie to somebody. So I don't like to lie. So then there's that. So I would play the stock market or something that's going to return my investment. And I would just fish all the time. It's something that would feed my, my hobby. I don't want to run a guide service because you go out and you get skunked and you're disappointed. You feel like you... Rob people of their, what you know, five hundred. You bucks. ruined my vacation. Yeah, mommy, I didn't catch catfish. We we paid you five hundred dollars, and we we only caught a little China Channel cat. I want my money back, boy. My money back. You got soft hands. <laughs> Thank you, Mister. <laughs> so the business of fishing is tough. So- subject to talk about you know we, we were just mentioning you know we know some guys in the industry here that have started like business like really starting to trying to make a go at making money you know like on tiktok and starting tackle companies rod companies uh you know a new one just came out a new rod just came out from another creator and um 
and the opportunity definitely exists. Um, and it's tough. It's tough to, tough to make that decision. You know, I, I, I question myself sometimes. Like, could I ever, if if push came to shove, if Kevin got fired, could I say, okay, we're going to put all our wrenches in this sack and go for it? That's a tough decision. It really is. I mean, I'd be like, all right, it's time to put up or shut up. I tell you what, I'd, I'd need to find a bank spot to, or get me a kayak, something that doesn't cost so much gas to, to push around to make it go. Right. But since, you know, none of us are really going to be in that uh, arena, I guess we can move the topic to big fish. Let's talk about big fish. Sure. Big, giant, slimy catfish. Uh, so, Art, we, you know, both Mike and I have talked about PBs on here. People kind of know what we're about and what we're not about. And <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about, I mean, you caught, we talked about your fish on a podcast at one point. Hey, how did I miss it? I thought I've watched it. Listen, yeah, see, see, you thought you were a supporter, and now you're letting us down, dude. Right. I try. That's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this 93 pound behemoth that you caught, and like, what was going through your mind, and and what goes through your mind now? Uh, well, what goes to my mind? Well, I, I will start in order. So it was like April, beginning of April this year. It was still kind of. Like you would get in the fifties at night. It was cold enough to where you like had to wear a hoodie and stuff and gloves and. Um, now was, Mike, Mike cannot relate to that, so don't be upset if you like it, man. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> so it was myself, Josh, Kenneth Powell from Takedown Catfishing, and Tom LG Bass. All four of us were at the magical dock, as Aaron likes to call it. It's magical. And I agree because, you know, how many people said they caught that big of a fish from the bank? I think it was just that one guy that got that Missouri State record. I think he caught that from the bank. But anyway, <clears throat> it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, previously, for like the whole entire week, um, so I got it in my head from watching Epic that Sucker was the best bait, like primo bait. And I started watching this local page on Facebook that's dedicated to fishing the Dan River, which is one of the rivers of Pisa Lake. And they were talking about the suckers were making their mating run where they were in there thick. Like they were, they'd break the water looking like dolphins. They were in there so thick. And you could th- go out there and throw a cast net and get them, you know, five, six at a time. And so I, I, I did that. Me and Josh went one night and my, I, Got my net hung up. My favorite. So are these like red horse suckers or just like regular suckers? I, I guess they're red horse suckers. Somebody told me they were white suckers, but Tim says they're red horse suckers. But they look like a carp, but they're they're not. They're suckers. Um, but uh, I threw my net the first time, lost it, and so we were there. And Josh had a we had stuff to try with worm and let it drift down. Uh, but there was a guy there throwing a net, and he started keeping it for us. So then I was like, man, I got to come back. So I went back, and I brought my wife and my my daughter, and I was throwing the net, and, and I caught probably another 10 more that day in the net, brought them home. And then I went another day by myself and just used a jig, uh, I don't know what size, probably quarter-ounce jig head, and a grub, like neon grub, and just would throw it and let it go down the current. And every so often I thought it was snagged, but it was, it was a sucker, and they would eat it. 
So I, I caught another 10 that day. So I have a lot of, of suckers down in my deep freezer right now, which they <laughs> in my opinion. So that week was like that, but um, I brought one of them for bait. And they're so big, you can't cut sections out of it. I mean, you could if you were epic. He would, he would do that. He would cut them in half and throw them out. But um, we were just cutting off small chunks. And Tom... Tom and Aaron have names for the different locations on the dock. So one is Pinky's Hole, because that's where the pink Mad Cat's rod goes. And then there's Hades Hole, where you throw there, you're pretty much going to get snagged every time and lose your stuff. So that's right through. And I just, it was, uh, when was CatCon? February? So it was like a month and a half, almost two months after CatCon. I had bought the 9'6 Whisker Seeker after talking to Haz and Marillo. They talked me into getting it because I've been wanting some surf rods. I have a couple, but they're you know they're off brands, which they still work too. But um, and I just and I bought uh, an Abu uh, seven seven thousand catfish special from from Van from V three Customs, and I had them paired together. And it, I threw it out there, and Josh was like, "Dude, that's a big fish." When the rod started, you know, slowly going down. And as I was fighting it, I was like, man, he's out there in something. And he wasn't. He was just <clears throat> sticking to the bottom. I'm, I'm pretty sure and I, you have people watching, right? People, your members. <coughs> yeah, we got Tony Harrison and Nina's kayak crew in. Ah, uh, Tom's not in? Ah, oh, crap. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was out there. And I'm pretty sure it's a ledge out there along with stuff to get caught in. So I finally get him over that. And he, I would bring, get him in kind of close, and he would go back out. And <clears throat> excuse me, did that about two times, and then he started going left to right three times. And then we were worried about getting stuck on the dock. So, and one time his head came out, and Josh was like, "Holy crap!" I mean, choice words, "Holy crap!" That head, the head on that thing is huge. And that's when we realized how big of a fish it was. <coughs> Excuse, sorry, I still got my COVID cough. Um, so I just said, get the net ready. I thumbed my spool and I just started walking that backwards down the dock to get him up there. And he and Josh netted him, and half of this fish was still hanging out of the net. <laughs> and Josh was like, "Dude, I'm gonna need your help." So we both had to lift it up and then over onto the dock. I don't know if it was him and Tom or me and him. I can't remember. I, I think it was me and him. Yeah, it was <laughs> you and Josh. I've heard yeah, the story. And at that point, it, I mean, it really doesn't matter because you're like, adrenaline is going. It, it was crazy. They were like, why aren't we live? Somebody go live on something. Somebody get their phone. Go live on it. I don't care whose channel we go live on. Just go live. So we went live on the one time channel. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, Tom, what's the lake record? What's the lake record? And we, because before we started weighing it, and I'm like, I know the weight, the lake record because it was the North Carolina state record. <laughs> like, it's 121 for lake because that was Lake Gaston we were in. So I already knew, but uh, but in the moment, I'm, you know, you kind of get dumb. You're like, you're, you're all excited, and you're like, ah. And but, you're, and to be honest, you're thinking about the fish too, because you know we all catch and release, and yes, you're thinking about how long has this been out, you know, and am I taking care of it? Am I treating it right? Yeah, it was only out like 20 minutes, but at that that time of year, they could definitely be out longer. But I noticed his skin, like the slime, was kind of. You know, you know, they kind of lose their, <clears throat> their, their, not 
wetness. So I don't know. It just kind of looked started. Look, They're glisten. Yeah, so it's kind of looked a little leathery to me. So I was like, man, we gotta get this fish in. But when we lifted it, like I was lifting the scale up, and I was just shaking, like it was like ninety six, ninety four. Like so, we took a count for the weight and I'm, for the net. So I'm like, let's just say ninety two. <clears throat> but Tom's like, that's got to be bigger than that. And so we measured it too. It was uh, 56 by 36 and a half or something like that with the girth. So we were kind of accurate. But um, yeah, I, Josh. For those of you who don't know, there's a, there's a uh, <clears throat> formula you can use. It's, uh, is it length times length times girth? It's length times girth times girth divided by. Divided by 800. Yeah, 800. And that and that supposedly gives you a fairly accurate poundage for the fish. Sometimes it's a few pounds off, but you know when you're talking nineties, I mean it's it doesn't really matter that much. Ninety three and a quarter. So I was close. We were close. Yeah. So after you catch a fish like that, you know you your adrenaline's running. You got the live stream going. Everybody's just like on top of the world. You're freezing cold, and then you then you get then you get home, and you know it's been a few months since that happened. Like, do you do you ever get like depressed thinking about I'm never gonna catch a fish like that again? That's a once in a lifetime fish. <laughs> That's kind of why I was like, I'm thinking like, should I start trying to catch carp now, or you know something different? <coughs> but um, because that really is. I mean, that's. For most people, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing that maybe most people will never get, and you've done it. You know, it's it's done, did. And I've often wondered, like, these guys who catch 90, 80, 90, 100-pound fish, like, is the 50-pounder no longer fun? Yeah, um... I don't think I think it'll still be fun for me. So my ultimate goal is I want to get a boat and get on big fish consistently. That's like my ultimate goal. Um, do I have anything else to prove to myself? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I agree. I mean, like I had people calling me, messaging me, dude, what you catch it on? What kind of hook was it? What kind of leader? What kind, you know, all the kind of questions. <clears throat> but I'm like, how am I going to top that? I don't think you, I ever. You could always go fish with Tim King because he's he's catching thirties <laughs> and hundreds and nine all all the time. That dude is crazy. <laughs> and I guess we could have talked about him with the business of catfishing because he's made a business of guiding and yeah. uh, puts people on fish all the time. And I believe he's on. Uh, aside from, I think. I think aside from doing his own guide service, I'm pretty sure he's made a deal with Slimecat to where he's like um, developing rods and stuff like that. Oh, nice. What about you, Mike? If you caught a fish that big, you think you'd be kind of disappointed? I, I think that I would be like, well, and I guess I kind of feel it now. You know, my biggest is like 52 pounds and it's kind of like, I still like catching the other ones, but it's more for entertaining people and making videos and not for me. So I kind of like it's it's not really a big deal anymore. You feel that the weight's not a big deal anymore? Well, because I, I know like, you love catching fish. 
yeah, I feel like the smaller fish, like I'm not as like fulfilled by that fish because it doesn't measure up to the best I ever caught, you know, but yeah, I still love catching them. You know, I love the thrill of the fight, but once you feel that big fish and you feel the power it has on the rod, you, you want that, you want that more and more and more. And so you, you kind of like when, when one hits, you're like, Oh, this can be it. And it's a five pounder, you know? So I don't know. What, what's your perspective on that? Well, you've caught fish much larger than I have. It doesn't and, matter. Fish, fish, and artist caught is relative. Art caught a fish almost twice as big as the one you're talking about. Yep. So uh, I have no idea how I would feel. Um, but what I will say is I, I seem to have some sort of an emotional attachment whenever I catch any fish or whatever my daughters catch any fish. I'm, I'm usually feeling, you know, like, like my heart is really full. And it's just a great, a great moment, a great experience. Uh, a couple weekends ago, Lauren caught a carp and it was eight pounds, not her personal best. And I was just excited to see her handle the rod, to see her, you know, fight with the fish and just to watch everything in motion. And, and also, too, to watch her do it so naturally without any coaching i was like wow and, and we've we've said it all along that she's awesome and and let's let's be honest all kids are awesome they all they're all unique they're all just happy small human beings that aren't older and jaded like most of us are now but uh to see her enjoy it and it was a medium action uh big cat fever rod and I'd never seen it bend like that before. So I'm getting the equipment experience as well as the dad experience. So I'm just excited as can be. And yeah, Tony, uh, Tony just put a post up there uh, as comment is that Lauren is fun to fish with on stand day. And don't, don't tell anybody else, Tony, but you're seriously her favorite. And I know that that may sound, um, corny or cheesy or cringy or whatever you want to say it given that you just mentioned the the fishing on the sunday mornings but she was really disappointed we got rained out this last sunday and she's like oh she's like i want to fish with tony and mac and stands so yeah it's uh we we've really enjoyed it all and try to take it all in but that being said i do want to catch big fish i love them all I love the whole experience. I even take some joy in missing fish now because I know I did something wrong or they did something right. And, and you know, I, I see big fish. I can see them. I always say, hey, if I can see them, I can get them. I haven't been getting them lately, but I've been seeing them. So I, I know that my my shining moment can be right around the corner. And that's just part of, the whole thing that keeps me doing it. But if I picked up a fish as big as art caught and I, I look, I was looking on my phone. It was April 9th. I got that photo from art. So he may have caught it, whether it be the morning of the ninth or the evening of the eighth. I, I don't remember the exact time. And I saw the live stream was on and I woke up and I'm like, something's wrong. 
And then I'm like, no, something's right. And <laughs> Art's laying next to this giant fish. Yeah, I saw it the next morning. I was, it was like yeah. 93 pound or something, whatever the title was. And I was like, no way. No way they caught that from the bank. And I tune in and Art's just freaking out, freezing cold, holding a big slimy catfish. Laying down like this, like next to him to give like a, a pers- perspective of how big he was. And if you've never met Art, if you look at that photo, you will say to yourself, that thing's not 93 pounds. No, you won't. <laughs> but Art is a, uh, a healthy, strapping <laughs> young man six at foot. six foot three and some pounds. So, so, you know, when he lays by, when he picks up, it's kind of like me, but on a bigger scale. Like when I pick up a fish, like I, I had a 30 pounder a couple weekends ago. And even I looked at the picture and go, that thing wasn't 30 pounds, but I remember holding it and <laughs> I know it was 30 pounds. But even me, I look at pictures of my own self and be like, that fish looks so small. I need to lose weight. <laughs> All the time. Like, man, what did you do yourself? <laughs> hey, Sogo, he said, good evening, y'all. These late nights are rough on the early risers. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Art ain't no kid size. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's that's an amazing fish, man. So what what do you have as far as the flathead's concerned? People like to know that information. Twenty six, which is still really fish. A fish when they're twenty, you know, they're still a big fish because flatheads a lot of their, you know, their head is so big, and you you think like I'm like I want to caught it. I'm like oh man, this is like a fifty pounder, and I'm like there's something they might like it. Yeah, dude, I love fighting flathead. I caught a little like four pounder the other night. And he bit. He ate a like a seven inch live shad. That's a, in my opinion, that's a big shad to be thrown for bait. And when I caught him, I'm like, and he he demolished it. Bill and I caught two flatheads the last weekend we went out, and uh, and his you know was bending that that pink rod, and you know it came up. It we we didn't get it in the boat. It popped off the hook right at the boat, but it looked like at least a ten pounder. But fighting it, you know, them flatheads, you know, they, they got that big broad head and they'll just kind of bury down in, in the water. But my biggest flathead for the longest time was 28 pounds until this past March. And I never thought I would eclipse it. And then that 43 pounder hit and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that rod was bit in the water and I was like, oh, what do I got? They fight way different than a blue. Oh, yeah. They're Blue's- a lot calmer. Yeah. And I, I think that's – and y'all describe it differently if you feel it, but I feel like whenever you're fighting a flathead, until you get it to the boat, it's a lot calmer of a fight. It's like just it just kind of glides, but it stays down. You feel the weight of it. And then when it sees you, it's like, uh-uh, and then that starts thrashing. Yeah, and, and fighting fish and current is way different too. Like I've noticed – I know our lake doesn't have a lot of current, but when I went with Tim and we were – Drifting, you know, there's that technically is like fighting a fish in current. <laughs> Y'all so pretty. Who's looking at the fish? That's right. They're like, who is young, strapping young man holding that? He's wearing a catfish clothing shirt. <laughs> I think we should all have a tournament where we take off our shirts and fish. No? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. 
I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, look, I'll show you. You've been there before. A long time. I shaved it recently because of COVID. You can see the tan on my face and how I didn't get tan here or under here from my beard. So I always look, I always like at work, I'm like sitting like this. Like, don't look at my weird. <laughs> so Art just basically showed us his neckline and then a neck uh, retreated his head into his shirt, looked like a turtle. Turtle. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. <laughs> So, all right, last question of the, of the night for me. Let's say you uh, funds, well, I don't want to say unlimited because that kind of takes the, the fun out of the realism out of it. But let's say that you have some extra money to spend this year and you want to go fish someplace special. Mm. Like, you know, it's not like a dream trip, not like a you won the lottery thing, but, you know, you got a couple hundred bucks and you, you can afford to go to, to a, a, a fishing destination within the States, you know, what, where would you want to go? So location or with a person or both? Whatever. <sighs> Mike, what about you while he's thinking? Yeah, you go first, Mike. I want to hear yours, honestly. I, I'll, since I asked the question, I'd like to go fish the Tennessee River. I just want to try it. I don't care who's with me. If it's Big Mike or Bob or Kayak Catfish or Jody or there's only one person I don't want to fish with on the Tennessee River. But if any of them were with me, it wouldn't matter. I just want to fish the the, the <laughs> <laughs> what what is the what is the popular one? The Chatta the Chicka Chickamauga the Chickamauga one? Yeah, the one where the big fish are. Joe Joe Jellison. Is it Jellison? Yeah, Chat Cats. Chat Cat. Wherever he fishes. Yeah, so I like I like to fish that area. That seems just like I mean, you look at YouTube and pretty much all the guys that fish, all the guys and girls that fish that area just slam it. So I like yeah. to go try it. And I like to slam it. Where is where is Daryl fish? Trophy seekers outdoors. Uh, in Tennessee River somewhere. I don't know. Chattanooga, isn't it? They call it a river, but it's really a lake. Keep that in mind for a Brian B tournament coming up. River versus river, river wars. When the Tennessee River, the reservoir, the reservoir, so they, they are. Okay. <laughs> they have current flow at some point. But anyway, Mike, what about you? Uh, if I had to pick, I'm I'm gonna pick the uh, the James River. I'll go fish with two stands and stand three, um, just because. It's it's probably the one that I've heard the most out of Lauren. And not that I let a six-year-old make all my life decisions, but I'm extremely influenced by her. And she has mentioned that. She's like, well, she's like, looks like Stan 3 catches the most big fish all the time. And I'd like to fish with him. So cheers, <laughs> cheers to him, props to him, and and uh and, and that's because I'm not man enough to go fish with some of these other people. Because some of these other people, like, you know, hike this far or, you know, travel this far or have to, you know. I mean, the things that you said you were doing with Chris Flores down in New Mexico, Kevin, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do that. 
I, I don't I don't think I would volunteer for that. And if he ever invites you to fish that muddy river, I mean it's it's fun. Dude, you better get ready, go. Get ready for a workout. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I remember watching that video. I know Kevin was scared to death on that little big boat, weren't you? No, I was uncomfortable, and oh. I was I was hot and cold at the same time, and tired and sunburned because we, uh, I guess the water was low, so all the reeds that had fallen off like clogged the river, so we had to claw the boat through there with paddles. Um, it was it was uh, definitely a workout, but I I mean I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean I got to hang out with Chris Flores for God's sakes, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Man, I gotta pick just one. No, pick a couple. It don't matter. Yeah, man, go out with a bang. Pick as many as you want. So I'd like to go down and fish with Creole in 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 the uh, right at the Mississippi. Yep. I definitely want to fish there with him. With him, I would take a trip to the Mississippi and the Chafalaya. Chafalaya, yeah, that's the party fishes. Um, so Creole, uh, I would love to fish with uh, Epic. I don't know if I could hang. He'd probably have me worn out in like the first ten minutes because he just seems like a spider monkey when he's in that boat, man. <laughs> like he hit those guys just can't sit still. I mean, but when they need to, they do. Like when they're quiet with the lights off and all that. Um, those two and, and the other one would be with Steve Douglas for sure. Whatever river system he goes on the Ohio, right? I'd like to fish with this. Just, uh, man, he fishes Tennessee. He just put out a video where he was in Alabama. So, yeah. Yeah. So mainly I, I'm not pick. I mean, yes, their locations are great, but I would, I'm more interested in hang in hanging out with the personalities of the people, like just to be able to spend time with them, pick their brain or just. Just be around them, just to absorb anything I can. Like I watched your, what you're talking about a Steve Douglas video about how he made his rig where he took, he just did two overhand knots, double knotted to keep his float in two beads. And I'm like, what? And it's he was just using Zebco line from Walmart. Like, you, you know, he's like, what? Like we buy specialty line and all this other stuff. Yeah, he doesn't like he does not like terminal tackle. He doesn't like dealing with it. He told me that he told me that too. Like he don't fool with demon dragons or you know, it's just he's just a simple, simple dude. So that seems to be uh a good a good ending point. Well, Art, before we go, do you want to plug anything? Uh <coughs> <laughs> Art's got his cat walking around. That's why we had a little awkward silence there. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife just walked in to pick up my daughter to take her upstairs to bed. And the cats came in. And they're waiting for me to feed them is what it is. They came in in their little herd. Um, plug anything. Yeah, Catch the Fever. Uh, shout out to our sponsor. Um, we don't have an affiliate code with them. They just... Uh, I've, we've told the story on their live. I don't want to take like this long drawn out. But it's long story short... I was in there buying slime line because we used our their products anyway. Yeah, we had other rods that we used too, but um, he he cut me a really good deal on a bunch of fishing line, and he told me to come back next week. He wanted to talk to me because he had other folks in the showroom, and I came back, and he's like, "Hey man, uh, I want to sponsor your guys' channel." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, 
anything catch the fever is yours to use. He goes, you know, we we you know, you said you got family stuff going on or whatever. You guys do what you need to do, and then, you know, we'll go from there. And I was like, for real? He's like, yeah. So I, I video chatted with the other guys and let Caleb tell him that himself. And, like, Caleb, he's just a genuine dude. Like, he is. He's a good dude. He's super busy all the time. <clears throat> but he make, he's another one that makes time to talk to you. Um, yeah, every time I've met him, he's just been super nice. And, uh, you know, he actually sit there and look at you and listen to you. And that's for a person that that's busy. Yeah, it's that's tough to do. Yeah, and he he several times came out and bank fished with different folks that around because he's he's close to us. So like he 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 grew up fishing the James and Kerr Lake and all that. That's like how he started his rod company. It was based off of catching fish from those two bodies of water. He wanted to bounce from the current of the James River to Kerr Lake where there's no current and still have a a rod that would be used in both spots. It's still versatile. Uh, so that's like where his story came. I don't know if you guys plug in Dieter Melhorn too, but he did a podcast with Caleb that was really cool. It's yeah, it was really good. It was really good. So yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Triple City Anglers as sponsors us with his uh, Triple City Spooks. Shout out to Nocturnal Nation Hooks. We're brand ambassadors for them. Uh, I don't know what whatever become of that. You know, we're cool with being brand ambassadors. You know, we're fish. We share your product. It's I, you use them, Kevin. They're sharp and they stay sharp. Like, like, like I told, I was texting Corey yesterday. I'm like, dude, these hooks always stay so sharp. If I don't ever get snagged off and break off, I'll never need to buy hooks from you. <laughs> like, you know, like, what are you, <laughs> but uh, with them. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, in the video before last, I uh, we I skin hooked a, a catfish in the tail. With yep. the, I've done it several times, and so I. I tried to coin a phrase from him. I don't know if you watched the video, but I said they're dangerously sharp. Dangerously sharp. <laughs> so, Corey, if you're listening, I mean, that's, I haven't trademarked it yet. I mean, grab it up while you can. <laughs> that's yep. awesome. Yeah. Uh, definitely Catch the Fever's great company. You know, Triple City Anglers uh, has is getting this start. So, you know, awesome that he brought you in on the ground floor of that. And, uh, you know, Nocturnal Nation hooks haven't been around for a long time, a couple years. Years. And, yeah. uh, and they're they're growing in popularity. So three great companies, and I'm glad that you're getting some exposure with them. Yeah, I mean, the the most they ask of us is when you create posts or TikToks or videos, tag us in it. Um, you know, they we got uh, I, we each got one of the precision crappy rods to we use for bass fishing or not bass fishing bait fishing. Wait, bait, bass, same thing, right? <laughs> Not in South Carolina, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Um, and Marillo keeps after me about it. He's like, dude, you guys need to go catch crappy with them rods. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a good I never thought about catching bait with those. I, I might need to try one out. Cool. Yeah, have, so your, have your people call my people. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, any last words before we head out? No, just uh, thanks, thanks to Art for agreeing to come on here. Love having a great conversation with friends and and uh, talk about fishing and you know just refresh my refresh my soul and 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 refresh my thirst for 
for that passion of fishing. So awesome. Well, uh, we thank you all for listening. Again, make sure you uh, give uh, Art and the One Ton Fishing Club some love on TikTok and on YouTube. Go check them out. They're, uh, they're, they're, they do great things, guys. And it's another channel that you can watch with your family. And you'll be okay. You you'll be like, okay, cool. I, I can I can let my kid watch this and not have to worry about what Art's gonna say. As long as you don't mind a little flatulence, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, yeah, and yeah, so uh fracture fix, John was with me and when we tail hooked him and he said anybody can catch him in the mouth. <laughs> we hook him in the tail. <laughs> that being said, I'm gonna pray us out and we'll get out of here. Heavenly Father, thank you again for such awesome friends and art and the and the fellas. Uh, Lord, we wish we can have them all on. Maybe one day we will, but we just thank you for putting amazing people in this community like like art. And uh, we're very thankful for him. We're very thankful for uh, the companies that support us. And and Lord, we won't take for granted that you know people are struggle with hunger and war and hate and homelessness and and we're sitting here on a on a tuesday night talking about fishing and cutting up and just laughing and we just thank you for that thank you that we live in a place where we can do that and i hope we never forget it and i just pray for everyone listening that they would be healthy and and lord i just pray that you would keep us all safe until the next time we come back it's in your name we pray amen amen all right y'all until next time happy fishing